0: From our
1: 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome back to Starts of the Week, a Chronicle business podcast with me, Trisha Thadani, and Crunchbase editor-in-chief, Alex Wilhelm. Each week, we pick a group of startups that are trending on Crunchbase, which means they've been getting extra attention lately. We look for the -the under-the-radar companies that have raised less than $50 million in funding and are here right in the Bay Area. Today, we'll tell you about Curbside, a company that might make that annoying trip to the pharmacy or convenience store a little less annoying. And then, after that, we'll tell you about four more startups that you probably haven't even heard of yet. So, let's get started. To our startup of the week series, um, I'm Trisha Tadani, a general assignment business reporter here at the Chronicle, and I'm here with Alex Wilhelm, editor in chief of Crunchbase News. Hello. Um, so, so we come... <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Um, so we come at you every single week, um, and we talk about five startups that are trending on Crunchbase and that you may or may not have heard of yet. And then we tell you why you should be paying attention to them and why they're also trending at Crunchbase. Um, But do you want to tell us a little bit about how we choose the companies every single week?
0: Yeah, so for everyone who watches weekly, uh, this will be kind of a refresher, but for everyone else, what we do is we try to find companies that are not the biggest firms in tech. Everyone knows about Airbnb and Uber and blah, blah, blah. We want to find the kind of next set of companies. Mm-hmm. So we set some parameters or kind of just rules about companies that can meet our list. So less than 50 million in funding, hasn't raised capital in the last year, not acquired, and based here in the Bay Area. And then we rank them based on trend score, which is how much attention they're driving on the Crunchbase platform. Right. Uh, so really, these are supposed to be the companies that may be the next big thing. Right. Which or fun.
1: maybe the ones that are on the down. way out. On the way out. It kind of goes both There's ways. There's always a different reason why they're trending, and we try to figure that out. So yeah. the one this week, um, the main one we featured. There's one called Curbside. Yes. So this one is pretty cool. Um, so this is one that lets you, it lets you like, if you know that you need to go to a pharmacy or um, something like CVS and you know what you need, you can just go on the app and then you can order it from CVS and then you can pull up to the CVS and then someone will come and give it to you. Right at your car. So you don't even need to get out of your car. So
0: you pull up curbside to get your curbside order. It's very appropriate name. Uh, I mean, it. I mean yeah. it was just... Yeah. But what Pretty I... Smart. I have to admit, when this came up on our list, I was kind of negative about it. I'm I like, I'm like lazy people, just get out of your car and all yeah. this. And then I realized Postmates probably doesn't work in very... um non-dense areas. Like, like the suburban suburb- areas, like suburbia, yeah. yeah. This is a great way to really drive efficiency mm-hmm. and let people just use their own car to do pickups and yeah. save a bunch of time because you don't really need to go in and like, walk around the store. Yeah. So I was cynical. I was a hater. Now I'm kind of a fan. And if I lived in a boring place, a.k.a. A suburban <laughs> environment, I would probably use those, frankly. Like Glen
1: Rock, New Jersey,
0: where I'm from. Um, Glen Rock, New Jersey yeah. is the epitome, the cross-section of suburbia, and therefore you should avoid it at all costs. Anyways,
1: um, so this, this was, is... This app um, is also, like, capitalizing on that trend of just delivery. I feel like we're seeing, like, you know, like, your Grubhubs and DoorDash and everything. So, you know, we're too lazy to get out of our houses, too lazy to get out of our cars... So now Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Have, have, um,
0: you, to make. have you ever traveled and just pulled up an app you use, like Postmates or whatever, and then realized you're in an area where it doesn't exist and look around like, like you lost you 10 years? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Who are you <these> people? Um, <laughs> How do you live? So,
1: so it's trending this week because they partnered with Yelp. So yes. you can go, um, you know, if you're looking up like the local CBS, I guess, um, and then right on the Yelp app, then you can order. If that particular Yelp is partnered with Curbside, then you can order. Um, through that out as well.
0: So Which I really thought was cool. a great partnership. Yeah. I use OpenTable off of Yelp pretty often when I'm oh, trying yeah, to find a restaurant there, table and so probably. forth. So I think this could drive a lot of engagement mm-hmm. for them. Uh, and yeah. they're in like 4,000 stores or something already. Right. And their business model is actually great. Yeah. So- and the, the,
1: the, key, the key of this before we move on is that you don't need to pay for, like you as a customer doesn't need to pay for curbside. So no. It's a win-win for everyone. Like they're getting that um, extra service. You and, don't need to pay anything, you and the store pays
0: the company uh, a subscription fee and also a percentage of the sale. So yeah. really, everyone wins, but Walgreens, but they kind of wins. So <laughs> if it keeps <laughs> working <laughs> on the. Walgreens a
1: fan. is a partner, anyways.
0: Well, example store.
1: Yeah. Um, anyways, Map D is our next company. Um, so for those of you that know what Tableau is, the CEO explained this to me. It's like Tableau on steroids. So essentially, what Map D and Tableau do is they take like these big lumbering data sets Mm -hmm. and then they'll put it in there like a really pretty and easy um, uh, what's the word like a a very pretty visual map visual interactive map yeah Um, so yeah it crunches big data sets you get to see maybe like things that you wouldn't uh, notice otherwise just by looking at the numbers in an Excel document. Yeah,
0: I mean, people talk about the era of big data and how everyone's not going to leverage their big data, but mm-hmm. I think people were in this big rush to accumulate all the information they could. Yeah. Everything from sensor data to server logs to mm-hmm. just web traffic, all this stuff. But once you have it, you have to actually do something yeah. with it. And so I think there's a there's a big uh, boom of these tools, um, like Periscope Data, for example, right. does similar things to keep, kind of aggregate your data heap and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so MapD is cool. I mean, they have a, a thing they use with the National Water Model. What, yeah, what's going Yeah, so,
1: so they're trending this week because they partnered up with um, Harvard, their one of their research arms there. Um, and so they're um, going to be looking at the U.S. National Water Model, and we're... With this they hope to see more trends in like droughts and water usage to help improve water management and public safety basically. Which is well, pretty recently, interesting. Yeah, recently
0: California was bone dry, yeah. New Orleans just flooded and everything else in between happened, so if we can figure that so, out,
1: I'm all for it. Yeah. In a pretty easy to use visual map that you can they get from Map easy,
0: They claim it's easy to use. Yes. I've used a lot of <laughs> database tools, I'll believe it when I use okay. it.
1: Next one is Cardiogram, which is an Apple Watch app um, that helps you track your heart rate.
0: Yeah. Do you so, have
1: an Apple Watch? I don't.
0: I don't have I just have a hair tie. That's Uh, almost as good. It's actually as accurate as a lot of heart rate monitors. Um, So, what's going on with them, and uh, which cultural show did they tap into to drive attention? So,
1: um, this one also, just like Map D, it helps you visualize the data of your heart rate, so you can, you know, see it on a movable map, I guess. Um, But there's an example of this one guy who, he was using it for like a week, and then the, um you know the movements in the map heat seemed really erratic and really irregular so ups and downs in his yeah. heart rate yeah. i yeah. so he actually went to the doctor and they were like you had i wrote this down because i knew i'd mess it up and they were like oh wait you have an atrial fibrillation which for those that don't know what it is it's a common heart arrhythmia that can cause a stroke.
0: And we we here at the show know all those words. Yes. 100%. Exactly. If you ask us we could define we didn't them for you. Did not practice them beforehand? And, no.
1: Um <laughs> so but this week they're trending because of a very smart PR move Yes. where they tracked uh, people's heart rates during a recent Game of Thrones episode, which I'm not a Game of Thrones uh You don't have to confess that on the show actually. But I feel like it's full disclosure. Okay. Um but you are.
0: Yeah, so. I'm, a, I'm a big fan. So I <laughs> normally I don't want to applaud PR because they're paid shills pushing a corporate narrative, but mm-hmm. in this case Uh, Leveraging heart rate Differentials uh, Throughout an episode Of Game of Thrones Was just witty and clever Really smart Because I'm a very Jumpy person I can't do like Horror movies And I'm very scared All the time And so my heart rate Goes up and down A lot And so when I read this I was like I bet I would have Been a huge jumper
1: But in your daily life Is this something You would care to use You think
0: I have worn Fitbits before. I have okay. worn Apple Watches. I like the idea very much, but I find that anything on my wrist gets in the way of typing. Yeah. And given that's the only way I can ever have found out how to make money, I don't like things <laughs> to get in the way of it. So I find them to be too annoying. Watches, yeah. uh, so forth. Eventually, yeah. I would love to have this, but not a short-term thing. That's
1: actually me. a perfect transition to our next company, which is um, a company called Lark. Yes. So in the in the same way of <coughs> Cardiogram, they're also a health tracking um, app, but except this one makes its own hardware, so they actually make the physical wristband as well, yeah. but that's not really doing to, that space doesn't seem to be really doing to well now. Right? No, I mean, we've
0: all tracked the stock price of Fitbit uh, we all tracked k- it. Yes. Well, <clears throat> half of the team here has tracked it. <laughs> I thought we were all. One doing Googled that.
1: it before this. Uh,
0: no, I been tracking it for years. So Fitbit has struggled uh, mightily in the public markets to uh, convince investors that it's long-term growth and that people are willing to keep buying uh, wearable devices over mm-hmm. the long term. Um, there was a lot of momentum in the category. People were thought that insurance companies would, you know, almost pay companies to have their employees wear these to drive better fitness yeah. activity and so forth. And they're really flying popular. But the category has slowed down. So yeah. the question is, does Lark still have a future, given that we couldn't get a hold of them for this piece, and they haven't raised money since I believe it's 20, I'm going to read, 2015.
1: Yeah. Which is a while, a while ago. Yeah. Really. Or the, or the, yeah, and that also goes to the question, is a, like an app, like Cardiogram, better off than someone like Lark, who's trying to make its own...
0: I mean, okay. if you can find a way to piggyback off of Apple's hardware, which will always have yeah. an install base, that's yeah. great. The risk is Apple can just build your app into the software, and then you're dead. So okay, in, interesting. The, interesting. in the early days of the App Store, yeah. people built flashlight apps that would like turn on your thing and just spray a flashlight across yeah. the room, and they sold millions of those. And then Apple built it into iOS, and all the apps died. Interesting. Oh, so interesting. platform risk is the awesome.
1: phrase. Anyways, last one is a company called Endless. So this one will build cheap computers with apps already pre-installed in them. Um, just like I guess Apple could do as well with the flashlight. But um, so apps are already, uh, like apps and like study tools are already installed, so, like a word processor or an encyclopedia. And this, like you were saying earlier, could be really helpful for developing countries that don't really have high bandwidth.
0: Yeah, so, not everyone has a great connection to the yeah. internet. I think we take that for granted, especially here in Silicon Valley, but broadly in the US, which has much higher average internet speeds than a lot of other countries, mm-hmm. even though we're slow compared to Korea and Japan. Um, I love the idea. Anything that takes digital products that were formerly unavailable to a certain group of people and makes them available, I'm always going to be a fan of because it closes the uh, digital divide. All
1: right. Well, on that note, um, that's all we have for you this week. Our piece is already out, so check it out, and we'll be back next week. We will. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Read more startups coverage at sfchronicle.com and crunchbase.com. I'm Trisha Thadani with Alex Wilhelm, and this is Startups of the Week. You've been listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our executive producer is Fernando Diaz. Our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. And our producers are Peter Hartlaub, Brittany Schell, and Claire Varellos. The music you just heard is Botfest by Alex Vaughn. If you like what you heard, good news, there's more. Listen to Chronicle Podcast and get bonus content at sfchronicle.com slash podcast or subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or other streaming services.